welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. A wonderful pleasure to be back on board once again today as the Minnesota Vikings beat the Green Bay Packers 23-10. to Yeah, we beat the Packers. We we just kicked their ass. We beat them by 13, you know. We, we just beat them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you've been living under a rock, kind of helped with uh, Aaron Rodgers getting pushed down into the turf with a, a clean hit from Anthony Barr. Packer fans will disagree with that. It was a clean hit. Uh, Troy Aikman kind of was you know, going wishy-washy a little bit on that one, but most people would say it was a clean hit. It wasn't intent to injure all that. Maybe a little bit on the rough side. Some people, I, I, I don't know. To me, it's just bang-bang type of situation. I mean, momentum. The ball was let go. It wasn't intentional. And I don't know. When you're tackling a guy, you're, I, I don't think anybody's really thinking about breaking somebody's bones or this or that, but they want to lay a good hit just to kind of, hey, you know, keep the guy reeling. Let him know. Keep him scared a little bit that, hey, <laughs> we're, we're here. We're coming for you, brother. And, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone in today's game in the first quarter before the Packers had scored a point. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm glad the Vikings won the game. I'm glad the Vikings are now in first leap in place, which is pretty cool, especially considering the uh, other division rival that was doing well that beat us in U.S. Bank Stadium just a couple weeks back. Well, they didn't win either. And, uh, well, and we'll talk about that in the second segment, but still... It's looking good for the Vikings in the division, but it's just like, what the hell's going on here? I mean, we have a our star running back, nice, fun draft pick, Terry's ACL in the Detroit game. Case Keenum sucked big time in that game, but then he saved our butts in Chicago, and he looked okay today, and most of the time he was pretty good. Uh, what the hell? I, I don't even know where to go with this one. Stefan Diggs not available. That didn't help. And, well, look, one, Treadwell made a spectacular catch and had over 50 yards today. So, yeah, that's, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I'm glad we won, but, wow, weird. Uh, Jarek McKinnon looked good, and then he had an imbecilic, idiotic fumble. You saw the team relax, get a little bit chill, like, yeah, you know, we'll be fine. What's Green Bay going to do without Aaron Rodgers? And they just kind of just, like, slacked off a little bit, got a little sloppy, and, that was annoying. I mean, it just just drove me nuts. Jerk, uh, Latavius Murray's statistics don't look good. You know, 1.9 a carry. That's, yeah, that's this sound effect. Literally, two yards in a cloud of dust. Um, so, but he looked okay out there. Uh, still, obviously, not like full-time running back material, even though he kind of is. He kind of is and he kind of isn't. But uh, he showed value, particularly receiving as well. Well, at least on one play overall. Jarek McKinnon continues to be a total yardage overall guy. He's uh, really stepped up. He had two touchdowns in the game. Total yardage of approximately 90, I believe. He had over 90. Yeah, uh, nope, he had, a, he had 99. So almost 100 <laughs> total yards. If not for that Mickey frickin' fumble, who knows? He might have had even more. Would have been continuing on that drive and... He would have continued to have yards on that play. Adam Thielen stepped up in a huge way in this one. Um, he was beat up a bit, but he made some big catches. He was overall excellent in the game. How can you not let Adam Thielen? He was the number one receiver in today's game, without a doubt. He was targeted 13 times. I mean, Case Keenum is a smart, 
intelligent backup quarterback who's capable of winning games. And you can't really ask for more than your backup quarterback. And I'm staring at something right now that I can't even believe what I'm looking at. (laughs) Segment number two. Yeah, segment number two. I just, I can't, what the, what? Okay, this is, <laughs> uh, this the NFL has just gone, a bleep, it's gone upside down. I, I don't know. I mean, just take the standings from whenever and just flip the newspaper over. Just, just, just flip it over, turn it upside down, and that's what's going on. I mean, I can't even tell you. I'm just at a loss. And yeah, the Packers are screwed because what's his name, Mr. Aaron Rodgers? Oh, what's his name? It's going to be out six to eight weeks, something like that, six to seven weeks or so, and that means very late in the season. The Packers, well, luckily for them, they'd won four games, so hopefully, but I don't know. I mean, further proof, and Jeff Dubay said this on his new podcast as well, what's it called, the uh, Puffy and Lynn's show? Pretty awesome. I actually highly recommend it, even though I wish he'd recommend Pro Mafia too, but I, I don't know. I can't really count on that happening. You never know. Um... He was talking about, what was he saying? Yeah, how Green Bay, the franchise, oh, it's just, oh, they do everything right. They know exactly what they're doing over there. It's one of the best-run organizations in football. No, it's one of the luckiest organizations in NFL history, if not the luckiest, at least in terms of the quarterback position. Like, duh, right? I think most Viking fans know that. Some Packer fans, they got them shades on, boy. They got them G shades, you know, the nice green G and all that, whatever it is, white with green Whatever the hell it is, you know what it looks like. They got them shades on, and you and, and there's nothing else to see here. There's nothing else to see here, boy. All Packers all the time. Go Pack Go. You know, regardless of what's going on. It's Go Pack Go. And, well, <laughs> some of the same fan base was even ripping on Aaron Rodgers at times. And, and, and McCarthy. Well, bleep. <laughs> Fill in the blank there with that swear word. You, without Aaron Rodgers, without Brett Favre, the Packers are what the Packers were if you know what I'm talking about, in the 70s and 80s. Did you hear about any Green Bay Packers in the 70s and 80s? I'm waiting. Did you hear? Hear about this? Did you hear about them? Nah. I didn't really either. So, exactly. I mean, there are good players on the sideline. Don't get me wrong. They got some nice receivers. But, I mean, the young man over there, Mr. Brett Hundley, and imagine that, the quarterback... Replacing Aaron Rodgers for the next several weeks. His first name is Brett. <laughs> I can't believe that. How funny, how ironic is that? I mean, that might be the little funny, humorous karma in there because of how rudely Aaron Rodgers treated Brett Favre. Now, before anybody comes at me with the F-bombs and uh, uh, how childish and bleep you Viking fans, like, whew, Kevin Godspeed out there. Holy moly, man. Whew. And I, I don't think he's a listener. A listener, he probably would rather do something else to himself than listen to this show. But because I'm sure anything with purple on it is just the devil. But you know, God bless the guy. <laughs> Sheesh, that guy's mad. Um, but no, I'm not making fun of anybody. I promise. It's just like he's a little bit ticked off. And um, no, anybody celebrating an injury to Aaron Rodgers, nah. You know, it, what 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 are you doing, really? I mean, I'm not celebrating an injury to Aaron Rodgers. Is this an impressive win for the Vikings? No. <laughs> no, it, it's not. You just beat the Chicago Bears again. Lottie freaking da in U.S. Bank State. That's basically what we did. We beat the Chicago Bears again. Lottie freaking da. Mediocre defense. And this guy can do this and that guy can do that. But overall, it's not impressive. 
You know, it, it's just not. Um, you have a young quarterback who'd thrown 11 bleeping passes in his career before today's game. Now he's attempted 33, so he kind of tripled that right there. See what I'm saying that? He tripled it. Now he's got 44 pass attempts in the NFL. And he was okay, but he wasn't that good. He really wasn't. He actually had three interceptions in the game. Hard to believe. Uh, for a while there, he was quite timid in the pocket. He got sacked four times. He was hit God knows how many more. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to see here. There really isn't anything to see with the Green Bay Packers at all. They're probably going to lose just about every game now. Um, Matt Flynn was okay replacing Brett Favre when he broke a collarbone in 2013, and that team somehow, some way, through God's mercy, made the playoffs that year, and they advanced. I mean, remember that? I, I couldn't believe it. They got past the Chicago Bears, if I remember correctly. If I remember correctly, yes, it was the Bears. I remember Aaron Rodgers was a bit out of shape. He was like, whoo! I remember the celebration when he was celebrating after the touchdown pass because... Well, you're coming back from that kind of injury. You're not really in game shape uh, right out of the gate. And you got the job done. And I don't know. I hope the Packers aren't able to get things rolling again. But um, I think, you know, I guess I jinxed them when I said they're probably the best team in the NFC because they were. But because of one guy. And he's got the worst. You know, I, I hate his demeanor. He is the most arrogant Mickey bleeping you know what I've ever seen. Ever. I mean, okay, him and him and Richard Sherman, funny that they get along. I can't imagine why. But uh, they're like two peas in a pod. <laughs> you know, but um, mm. still, I'm not celebrating any injury. I'm not. I mean, the Vikings looked good, though. The motivation, the aggressiveness, defensively, all that was actually all right. And if the Vikings beat the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, it's an impressive win, and you deserve to be in first place today. You beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, it kind of weakens it. It kind of dulls the effect of the excitement here. But we'll take it, sure. I'm not going to turn it down. It's just, yeah, well, it just it doesn't get me jumping for joy, getting all excited. And the sloppy demeanor of this team... After the Brett, the Brett Favre, after the Aaron Rodgers injury into the second and third quarters, made this host of Purple Mafia bleeping pissed. I mean, red-faced, angry beyond belief, even though at the same time I was kind of getting lulled to sleep with how boring football it was, how ass football this was today. It really was bad. I mean, but at least you kind of get this calm over you. There's not pressure anymore necessarily, unless you let this team come back and beat you somehow in some way. But overall, Brett Hundley was not prepared to play in this game. I mean, how could you be prepared to play? How 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 could he? I mean, you're supposed to be, but how could you be behind Aaron Rodgers? I mean, luckily for Aaron, he was absolutely ready when it was time, but he was given that opportunity very early, months in advance before he took over the Packers in the year of 20, oh, excuse me, 2008. There's no 20 there. Um, Boy, I'm just kind of going all over the place here, and I apologize if I'm getting a little goofy and weird, but that's the kind of game this was. It was weird. It was odd. But the Vikings won, and Laquan Treadle made a spectacular catch. Uh, wow, that 25-yard play. He looked unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> the concentration. He timed it just right. Remember the complaint last week in Chicago was how it's like he's just, why is he jumping? Why is he jumping? Or, or, or was it the Detroit game? He jumped too early, and they did not call pass interference on the guy, and it just got him nothing. Today, that play, just he, just like he was floating on air for that little second there, and he timed it just right, caught that ball with one hand, kept the concentration as he was able to bring his other hand over and put the, put the smack down on that ball, hang on tight, 
and bring home a Vikings victory. Just, uh, well, we're for one, it'll help lead to a Vikings victory. Nice to see Laquan Dreadwell step up today. And, uh, you know, thank you. He was the number two receiver today, and he had to be. Uh, Michael Floyd, boy, mm, I'm not seeing anything. Nothing. Nothing. Um, he, he did catch one pass for five yards. He was thrown through two more times, and really nothing of it. it just, hmm. Just nothing of it. He was defended well on occasion, but other than that, meh, you know, uh, not too impressed. Uh, Kyle Rudolph also had a spectacular catch along the way, and he was able to stay in bounds, as was Adam Thielen and a couple of close ones, keeping the Vikings uh, drives alive during the course of this game. The longest uh, reception of the game was by, well, it actually was by uh, Jarek McKinnon, but it was more of a scamper to pay dirt, though, that type of thing, um, very early on, where when McKinnon just exploded after the catch for 27 yards. So uh, other than that, you know, Treadwell was really the longest catch for the Vikings. Jordy Nelson looked all right, and that's what happens when you put Trey Wayne to Jordy Nelson. He caught, uh, well, he caught some passes coming his way. Yes, uh, Trey Waynes did get the interception, but it was very, 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 very late in the game, and it wasn't on Aaron Rodgers. So it was just kind of the final, final dagger when the Packers might have hopefully, for their sake, had, a, had a, scored their touchdown and then did the old... Uh, Squid kick miracle crap, but uh, unfortunately that wasn't meant to be for, for, for their sake. And, uh, well, Vikings able to win the game against a quarterback that was not really prepared to play today. Uh, that was probably one of the last things on his mind was that he was going to be out there playing. And, uh, well, well, we'll take it. I mean, I'm not complaining. In terms of the victory, it's just not as, not nearly as exciting. It's got a dulling effect to it. Uh, Case Keenum threw his first interception, batted pass. I don't know where he was throwing the ball to, but it was batted by one defender, intercepted by another. And, well, I guess if you're going to throw an interception, you might as well do it there. Um, the whole thing with McKinnon, the fumble away, just pissed me off beyond belief. Clay Matthews was able to scoop that thing up and, uh, and run for quite a while. Um... Demarius Randall was the guy to get the interception after the uh, knockdown. Uh, I believe it was Martinez, the linebacker, that tipped it. Yeah, the pass deflection. I think so. But um, <laughs> it was either Bryce or uh, it was either Bryce or Martinez. I think it was Blake Martinez. But whatever. It was, the pass was intercepted ultimately by Demarius Randall, a Packers secondary that's well. Not the best thing you ever saw. Not the worst. Harrison Smith was absolutely outstanding in the game. The pass rush. He was attacking that young man over there. <laughs> Brett Hundley of the Packers. Uh, one and a half sacks officially shared one with Linval, if I remember correctly. It was Linval Joseph. Brian Robinson was able to get in there on one of them. Everson Griffin. The pass rush was outstanding today. And hopefully it would have been the same with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But I think, you know, Hundley's got some mobility. But... I don't know, he doesn't use it that much, and Aaron Rodgers does, and that type of thing. Maybe the Vikings would have had a, much of a hell of a time bringing down Rodgers in just the mobility department, including, of course, the quick decision-making uh, skills. Or Hundley, he's just not ready. He's not ready for to, to be a starting quarterback, even though he's got some skills. Um, Case Keenum's showing the skills at times, and that's why he's a legitimate backup quarterback. He's got a good enough arm to be a backup quarterback. He can even run a tiny bit. And, you know, he, he's smart. He's not spectacular, but he's smart. And that's why he's a worthwhile backup quarterback who's capable of winning games for you when need be, because quarterbacks get hurt in this league. Um, 
I'm happy for the win. I'll take it. It was nice to see Stacy Coley active today for the first time. But, well, he did get one kick return official officially for 19 yards. Nothing spectacular from special teams at all. I don't know if Marcus Sherrills is ever going to return a kick again, it seems like. Um, yes, he's out there, and he's making fair catches, and occasionally he'll start to move around, but it's almost always for a small loss, and that was what happened again today officially for Marcus Sherrills with about 19 fair catches along the way, <laughs> and yes, I'm exaggerating a little bit, um, but I don't know. I'm not seeing the quickness we saw in the past for Marcus Sherrills. Hopefully, it's still there. I guess it is. So, let's pass out the awards. You know, it's like you think you're going to be talking, enjoying, going, whoa, we beat the Packers, oh my god! But this was just, meh, it's like beating the St. Louis Rams back in 2009. That's what it felt like after Rodgers got hurt. It's just like, eh, you know, it, you know, and it's not showing off. I'm not kicking the Packers while they're down. It just wasn't good. It really wasn't at all, to be quite honest. So let's get on with the awards and all that. Um, the Fran Tarkenton Award for today. Whew. Harry the Hitman? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it to Harrison Smith. He was outstanding, and any hope that the Packers may have had that they're going to get some type of momentum going here. Just went down the you-know-what, and uh, Harrison Smith was outstanding. Uh, Eric Hendricks was really fun to watch, too. He didn't miss any tackles along the way. I mean, nobody's perfect, but he made tackles. He just, he made the open field tackles, this and that. I mean, Trey Waynes' tackling was good today, but again, he gave up. He, he, he gave up some catches. He gave up 60 yards to uh, Mr. Jordy Nelson, and it might have been a hell of a lot more if you-know-who was available for a longer period of time. I mean, he only attempted four bleeping passes in the game, so you can't really count Aaron Rodgers a whole lot in this one. And that's one of the reasons the game was so bleeping boring. And I'm kind of swearing, kind of sort of swearing way too much, and i got to cut that out. Maybe you're getting tired of it, and maybe it's lowering the quality of the show just a tiny bit. Fran Tarkin Award is Harry the Hitman Harrison Smith. Um, the And Kai Forbath, wonderful kicking today. He was able to make it 53-yarder. He made the thir- uh, two 36-yard kicks in the game, and they were, they were just nice and solid and good. Nice to see Kai Forbath just kicking the ball right down the pipe, and he nailed that 53-yarder and, of course, made all of his extra points. So if Kai Forbath happened to be on somebody's fantasy team this week, maybe your kicker was doing bad and you picked him up and you scored 11 points today. So... Good for you. 53-yard bomb from Kai Forbath. And that's a guy who's going to be keeping his job for a while. Um, For those of you that hated him, he's done a wonderful job the last couple weeks. So congrats to him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The, what's the other one? The, of course, Christian Pond Memorial. Mm, I'm just sick of the damn fumbles. I am sick of the fumbles. I am so, so sick of the fumbles. This team should have put the Packers away. In the second quarter. It should have been 31 to whatever. 31 to 10. That should have been the final score in this game. 31 to 7. 31 to 3. Whatever. And it's not because I want to thrash the Packers. So uh, so badly. It's because the Vikings should never have. This should never have. This should, game should have never really been in doubt. It really never should have. Because without Aaron Rodgers. It, it ain't the same. It really isn't. You just, you just. The heart of that team is long gone now. For several weeks, and to fumble that ball away and just give them hope, give them a chance, make us get frustrated, piss us off, ruin the whole feeling in that building is annoying as hell. Jarek McKinnon is a—he's got a lot of skills, but he's got to cut this crap out. Just stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Thank you, Michael Savage. Yes, uh, best radio host on the planet, there, Michael Savage. 
Yes, there is nobody better than the Savage Nation. <laughs> um, just stop putting the ball on the ground. It's the fumbles. I'm not even going to give Jarek McKinnon the Ponder Memorial because he was so good, but just just the fumbling in general. It's like a hint towards it because other than that, I mean, I can't really get mad at anybody right now. Marcus Gerald's punt returning is annoying and weak, but whatever, whatever, man. And they're not going to put McKinnon on the kickoff return anymore because his role is increased. And he's got a problem with fumbling the football. Something we've become very well acquainted with running backs in this town and just stop it! Stop it! That's what I gotta say. Ugh, my teeth are gritted right now. So, segment number two coming right up. NFC North Roundup NFL Look Around. We'll, we'll call it a look around rather than a roundup and previewing the next week's game against a divisional opponent this week. Ooh, who is that? That's the Baltimore Ravens and Yeah, we'll find out what's going on with that. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two. Tis a symphony of football, indeed. Did you like that? Did you like that bumper music? Oh, man. <laughs> Castlevania Bloodlines, Sega Genesis. Yes, and that was the best song in that game, in my opinion. New York Giants leading the Broncos 10 nothing. Well, it's about time. It took you five stinking weeks to finally, maybe, hopefully get a win. Or would it be six? Yeah, that's right. Indianapolis and Tennessee... Monday night, ooh, that's a barn burner. No starting quarterbacks there either. What a fun season. Isn't this fun? It's just so much fun, you know, there's like no starting quarterbacks, you know, screw all that starting quarterback bit, you know, it's just, you know, just backups everywhere. Before you know it, it'll be Mike, it'll be Mark Rippian in the Super Bowl again against uh, uh, Wade Wilson or something. Maybe that would have been nice if it was Wade Wilson of the Vikings, but whatever. Okay, uh, that was a fun Super Bowl to watch too. Just fun. Fun stuff. Shades back to the 92 Super Bowl. Uh, 91 season, but of course January 92 in the Metrodome. That was a... Ugh, that was not very fun to watch. And I hate the Redskins ever since. Just boring. Just just put the word boring and you'll see the Reds... Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Philadelphia Eagles, that's a team that's not boring right now. Number one. With the bullet, number one team in the NFC, the National Football Conference. The Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night. They beat the Carolina Panthers. They were doing better. Carolina kind of caught up, but... Philadelphia got the job done, 28-23, and 5-1, and number one in the NFC. Congratulations to Philadelphia. That's a young quarterback who is not hurt. Carson Wentz, no interceptions, though he did fumble the ball once in the game. Mr. Cam Newton came back down to earth, and he came back hard. Three interceptions against an aggressive Philadelphia defense. He was sacked only twice, but still, uh, Cam Newton... Everybody's like, here he is. He's the MVP again. No, uh, right now the M- MVP might be Carson Wentz. He's he's in the conversation. As crazy as that might sound, and other teams across the NFC dropping like flies. Legarrette Blunt, he, he's got a ring with the New England Patriots, continuing to just get the job done. You know, he, he's just he's got he's got this solid, consistent, aggressive, tough running game approach, and I just love Legarrette Blunt. Love what he brought to the. New England Patriots, I'm sure they miss him very much, and he's doing very well with the Eagles. Might wind up in the Super Bowl again, and it's been a 
you know, Philadelphia is one of those teams that's never won a Super Bowl. They've been there a couple times, way back in 1980 against the Steelers in the All-Pennsylvania Bowl, way back in the day. And, of course, they did not beat the New England Patriots uh, back in 04 with uh, Donovan McDab when he was at the prime of his career. That's Peyton Manning, or excuse me, Peyton Manning, yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady was very much in the prime of his career. Okay, now it's going to get weird. Are you ready to get weird? Are we ready to get weird? Weird, weird. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins beat the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah, they beat the Falcons. And yeah, I, yeah <laughs> 20 to 17, the Dolphins beat the... Th- this team got shut out by the Saints. Just like, I don't know, was that like a week ago, two weeks ago? They beat the Falcons. They beat the Falcons in Atlanta. What the hell? They beat the Falcons in Atlanta. <sighs> okay. It's your league. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Just go ahead and lock arms, kneel down, whatever you do. But this is, this is not making any sense. I mean, wow. Paul Allen called the NFL Paul Tagliabue's wacky bit back in the day. This is Roger Goodell's I don't know who the bleep anybody is anymore league. That's what it is. What the heck is going on here? Atlanta had been playing pretty damn good. Matt Ryan, well, high, high completion percentage, but not that great down the stretch. Jay Cutler, he threw an interception in the game. Did Jay Cutler throw an interception in the game? You know, you can always count on that. Mr. Reliable. That's the only thing he's reliable for is to throw at least one interception in the game. That's about what Jay Cutler is. One, but he threw two touchdown passes. He actually threw more than one touchdown pass. What a concept. Uh, Miami... I like the Dolphins, and they're right back in the playoff picture again. I mean, when they got shut out by the Saints, I thought that was it. I mean, that's all she wrote. I mean, just dig the grave. Just start digging that, that grave right now. Start shoveling that dirt. No, they beat. They, they won the last two weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, Julio Jones was all right in the game, but I don't know. They just couldn't do enough down the stretch. They did not get the job done. Miami got the job done. I mean... Uh, Jarvis Landry was was solid in the game, just reliable. He was moving the chains. <sighs> Jay Ajayi, Jay Ajayi was awesome in the game. In fact, he was the main reason the Miami Dolphins won because the Falcons could not stop him worth crap. Devonta Freeman was good for a little while, or at least he had a forty-four yard scamper. Did not get in the end zone though, and that's one of the reasons that Atlanta, you know, just. If he could have just got a little further, maybe he would have gone all the way, but not meant to be. Jay Ajayi was awesome. Yeah, I mean, five yards of carry, a long of 18 along the way, just very solid, kept moving the chains, and that's what the Dolphins did throughout the whole game. Sorry, there's a little earthquake going on, all created by myself here. Um, wow, Miami, just a little old-school football there, some solid defense, some excellent running game, and okay quarterback. Welcome to 1987, I guess. I mean, good job, Miami. That's all I can say there. We'll talk about the Saints again. That's another team. What the what the hell? But they're going to be a little bit later because we're not at the NFC North yet. This is weird. Um, the New York Jets would have been in the playoffs starting today. You do you realize that if the playoffs started, the Jets would have been in. <laughs> yeah, I, I. So that's what fell. It was this big boy, the old, the, the old new Note Note Eight, the thing that's bigger than life. Yeah, it's big. Um, wow. <laughs> man alive man I want to talk about the Saints now but we'll talk about the Jets that's where we were let's get back to the J-E-T-S Jets 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 well they lost today they lost aw man the Jets lost yeah so not so fast with the playoff picture Buffalo and Denver still hanging around Jacksonville's 
still the fourth seed, New England moving back up again. They would be hosting a wild card game. And the lousy, crappy, Mickey frickin' Pittsburgh Steelers are back in the bye. How weird is that? Because of a certain thing today. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a second. I'm bouncing too much here. Is now the, uh, well, the Patriots, <laughs> now that I'm getting back where I need to be, won, they beat the Jets in New York today, 24-17, to so they've won a couple games now after a pretty icky start to the season, quite honestly. Patriots back in first place in the AFC East. That sounds familiar. Hmm. I think I've, I think I've heard that story before. AFC East, first place, New, New, New England? Nah. It's, it's new. You know, nice to see them uh, winning the division. It's never happened before. So, yep, a solid win for them. The Jets were winning for a while there, and it was just like, my God, now they're going to beat the Patriots. It doesn't get much more weird than that. Matt Forte is still in the league. That's kind of weird, even though he's not that old. He's been around. He's been, a long, he's been around as long as this podcast, so he's, he's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> a running back that's been around as long as this podcast? You're, you're getting up there. This is the oldest Viking podcast there is. Unless there was some show years ago that lasted like one or two episodes, because I certainly didn't hear of any before this one. Uh, nice overall win for the Patriots, I guess. I don't know. It's just like you win, you win ugly, you win. It do- it doesn't matter. But kind of a mediocre game for Tom Brady. Incompletions in this. The Jets' defense is okay. You know, I mean, it is. It's run by a defensive coordinator. The head coach was a, was a defensive coordinator before. Only 52% for Brady overall today. McCown attempted 47 passes. Was actually okay, but then the turnovers did him in in the end. Brady was never sacked in the game. Only one interception, and the Brady-led Patriots were victorious over the Jets. Let's keep moving. We don't want to do too much NFL. We want to talk more about the Vikings in the matchup. Hopefully this isn't too much for you. And if it is, let me know on the Facebook page. It's even better when stuff actually loads and you can move on. Uh, Washington, San Francisco. Yuck. I watched the end of this one. Ugh. Damn it. San Francisco, man. Mm. You know, they did a good job keeping themselves in the game. Well, what's the guy's name? It, it looks like Beadhead, but it's like... I don't know. He looks like Beadhead, but how are they saying it? Uh, Beadhead or something? I don't know. I, I don't know how to say the guy's name. But uh, it's not... It's not the former guy that likes to kneel, and it's not, uh, uh, Bathard, Bathard, that's his name, Bathard, he looks like Beadhead, but it's Bathard, um, Brian Hoyer was awful, he was benched, CJ Bathard was all right, and at the end, he threw an interception, the final pass of the game, they just could not get past that doggone 50-yard line, and they got called for a false start, and there's just one incomplete pass after another, and it, I don't know, the 49ers are just yucky, and I don't know, some calls didn't go their way, Bedard was good for a little while, kept them in there, almost 250 yards, but just overall, he's not an accurate thrower, and he's just not a, he's not a starting quarterback in this league, and it's really a shame to see such a, such a storied franchise look like crap, and I don't know, look like the Saints used to look like back in the 90s, that's pretty much what the 49ers are right now, just throw in whoever, Danny Warfel at quarterback, whoever it is, and um, that's what's going on, Kirk Cousins was okay. I mean, he was above average for the most part, like he normally is, but Washington still almost lost at home to the 49ers. That would have been a big deal. I would have been happy to see the Redskins lose because, well, right now with the Vikings at 4-2, and two, I mean, you want to see just about anybody in the NFC lose right now because that's just a good thing. I mean, it puts our place higher, you know? I mean, it's nice. We're actually like a playoff team right now. Despite the fact we're being held together by bubblegum and duct tape, the Minnesota Vikings today would hold the number two seed in the in the NFC, which means a first round bye. <laughs> we would play the higher ranking team uh, remaining. 
the LA Rams would be still be in the playoffs. I mean, I can't believe it. The Rams would be in the playoffs. The Panthers, the Vikings, the, the Falcons, and Packers. That's not a huge surprise. Philly and Minnesota, Minnesota top two seeds. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I I like it, but I mean, Case Keenum, Jarek McKinnon. Really? Uh, okay. Case Keenum and Jarek McKinnon, and we're the number two seeds. We we have the number two buy. I mean. Can't even believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, like Washington would even be in, and they would really not be in if uh, San Francisco beat them today. Okay, let's keep moving. Houston crushed all over the Cleveland Browns. Wow, um, Watson. That's all I got to say. Elementary, dear Watson. That guy's uh, really good for the Houston Texans. Good for them. Three and three. They're only three and three because their defense is just kind of ugh, not that good. But that Watson guy, God Almighty, Deshaun Watson, you are really a son of a gun. He had an interception, but three touchdowns. I mean, I, every week I talk about him, and he's just a bomb. Kevin Hogan, Cleveland, what are you going to say? Quarterback rating 38.1. Need I say more? Just, oh, Vince, I, I, I bring you up every show. I bring your team up every show because I like to talk about the NFL in general for a little while here in the second segment. And, you know, Cleveland and San Francisco gunning for that number one pick. And, yeah, geez, hmm. Uh, but Deshaun Watson continues his dominance. He is a hell of a quarterback. Houston, I just will continue to say, there's your quarterback. Houston, just uh, wow. Really impressed with Deshaun Watson. Just to think that they were starting Savage. I mean, that's going to sound more and more crazy. But of course, Deshaun Watson was a top pick in the draft. And it was his time. And he took over and all that good stuff. And he has just been awesome. Uh, good for him. And yes, he was a first-round pick. So it's not like... <laughs> but, I mean, for him to get going at this pace as early as it is. I mean, the guy's the guy's young. He's 22 years old. He just turned 22, for crying out loud. So it's impressive to see him doing as well as, well as he is. And first-round quarterbacks, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. So, I mean, he really is the guy, without a doubt, for those Houston Texans. And uh, he's way to way to take over. And, and, yeah, I mean, they're just like, yeah, screw Tom Savage. Let's just go with the young, the youth now. And he's really been fun to watch, fun to keep up with and all that. The Houston Texans. That's, that team's finally got a quarterback. Finally. Finally got a quarterback <laughs> after trying and trying and trying. Number one overall pick in the draft, and he can't do it. Arizona. Let's talk about Arizona. Familiar. A little familiarity. Let's get going here if it ever. That would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, man, Arizona. You were a uh, nice little win today. Oh, Tampa Bay. Another quarterback hurt their shoulder in this one. Another one. Oh, man, why couldn't it be the regular red uniforms? I don't like that ugly, dark crap. Ah, oh, come on, if you're Arizona, where are your classic ones? I want to see Adrian in the in the in the bright red. <sighs> Arizona was kicking some ass in this one. They led thirty-one nothing at one point, and the guy looks like Adrian Peterson. I mean, I'm looking at Adrian Peterson. I think it's two thousand seven or something, two thousand nine or something. Twenty-six rushes, one hundred and thirty-four yards, twenty uh, twenty-seven yards scamper to Pater, two touchdowns overall. For Adrian Peterson. Um, wow. You doubted him, right? You 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 doubted him. See? See see what that was when you doubt him? Well, I doubted him too. Um wow, that's really good. Uh New Orleans, I guess they they don't care though with the way they're playing right now. They're playing a lot better. Nice, uh good win for Arizona, by the way, because it's not like Tampa Bay is chopped liver here. But Ryan Fitzpatrick's the quarterback because Jameis Winston has an injured shoulder, too. We're not hearing about out for the season or anything, but injured shoulder is injured shoulder. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, here's the ball, and he wasn't that bad in the game, but Carson Palmer and Adrian Peterson turned back the clock. Ooh, you guys. Drafted in the mid-2000s, looking like stars. Hard to believe that the mid-2000s were that long ago. Man, you think like the mid-90s were a long time ago. No, the mid-2000s already a long time ago. Palmer and Adrian Peterson, you're still a young man, baby. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm impressed. Nice win for Arizona and good for them. They're back to 500, so don't give up on the Arizona Cardinals just yet. Maybe two teams that have been fun to keep up with this season in a big way. I'm very, wow, I'm seeing another thing too. Wow, I'll get back to that. Los Angeles and Jacksonville, the Los Angeles Rams. Chick Hearn announcing that call there. Beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in their house 27-17, to and the, and the L.A. Rams don't look now. They are number one in the NFC West, and they are would be in the playoffs today with the White Horns. The Gold Horns put away for the White Ones. I like it. Uh, and the L.A. Rams, I like them. Uh, nice game against a very tough Jacksonville defense who stymied the crap out of uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ben Roethlisberger last week. Now, Jared Goff did not have a good game. No, but he didn't turn the ball over, at least. He was just, he was adequate. Not a high completion percentage, but adequate. 82 quarterback rating percentage in the low 50s, all that. Blake Bortles was actually halfway decent, but he turned the ball over down the stretch. And Todd Gurley did what he does. He moved the chains. He didn't get in the end zone, but he moved the chains. And Leonard Fournette is looking more and more, and more like the rookie of the year. If it's not Deshaun Watson, it's Leonard Fournette. I mean, wow, those two guys are running away with it. Other than, well, okay, Kareem Hunt, too, looking spectacular. Leonard Fournette, another 130 yards on the ground today, another 75-yard scamper. The guy is Adrian Peterson right now. He's today's Adrian Peterson, I would have to say. Nice win for the L.A. Rams. They continue to be in first place. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, 19-3. to The Pittsburgh Steelers, after getting shot to pieces last week by Jacksonville. Interception after interception. Ben Roethlisberger, and they're back in first place, and they have a first round bye, and they would be number two uh, behind the Kansas City Chiefs, so they just beat. So now they have a tiebreaker over the Chiefs, and they're only one game behind the Chiefs. What an insane difference a week makes in this league. I mean, things change so quickly. So quickly. Uh, Roethlisberger wasn't dominant, but he was accurate, and he was solid. Steelers, it was all about Le'Veon Bell today. Just ran right through that Chiefs defense in a big way. And the Chiefs defense is sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And it wasn't good enough today for Le'Veon Bell. He just went right through them. Antonio Brown also, though, insane. 155 yards along the way. He was doing his dance, whatever it was. And, uh, wow. (laughs) Pittsburgh, an impressive win. In Kansas City, by the way, in Arrowhead Stadium, which is not easy to win. We're almost there. Los Angeles and Oakland, Los Angeles Chargers, who soon will be the San Diego Chargers again, maybe. 17-16, to they beat the Oakland Raiders, second win in a row for the Chargers. The Raiders are screwed. What's his name? is uh, he, he came back today, Derek Carr played today, and they still lost to the Chargers, and, and it was a home game for the uh, Oakland Raiders. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> it's over. That's about all I got to say. Just the Raiders, not a good game overall. Um... Carr was completing passes. He was sharp for a little while, and then he had multiple interceptions, and the Chargers outlast the uh, Raiders, and that's about all I got to say about that. NFC North, of course, the Vikings and the Packers played today, and the next week's opponent played the Bears. So let's talk about Detroit and New Orleans a little bit. What the hell? I mean, Detroit was this good, solid, strong team that was frustrating, looking like they're better than the Vikings. I don't know. I mean, they gave up 52 points today. 
terrible. And Mr. Uh, <laughs> they were three and zero. Remember that? Three and zero, three and one. Now they're uh, they're done. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I guess they're done. Stafford back to being the Stafford of old. He turned the ball over five, count him five times today. Three interceptions, fumbled the ball twice. New Orleans Saints playing that old, uh, maybe Greg Williams is the uh, defensive coordinator again. I don't know, because that's a lot of turnovers. I mean, Greg Williams was evil, but he certainly forced turnovers, didn't he? 52-38, Detroit made a valiant comeback in this game, but it wasn't enough. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, 96 yards each. The Saints' defense was... Well, it was forcing turnovers, and they were getting the job done along the way. A couple of, uh, well, at least one, nope, a couple of pick sixes in the game, one by Cameron Jordan and another by Marshawn Lat- Lattimore for the New Orleans Saints. Big, big uh, difference makers there for the, the Saints. They just dominated this game 45-10 to 10 at one point. Just, that is a pretty aggressive score, 45-10. to 10. Somehow the, the Lions managed to get in the end zone a few more times as Stafford finally started throwing touchdowns along the way after throwing multiple pick sixes in this game. And then it was all for naught as the Saints would get to 52. Another team to get in the 50s this year. The Saints, one of them. And that's because of the big play defense to go along with the uh, big play offense. And wow, Detroit is now 3-3 three and three and they are a full game behind the Vikings. And that's wonderful. Wonderful because they own the tiebreaker after beating us in U.S. Bank Stadium. Finally, let's get to the frickin' preview before hell freezes over. <laughs> this is the kind of game you hope the Vikings can get the job done. You really do. Baltimore Ravens. But the, they they lost to the Bears today. I can't believe it. I mean, you hope the Vikings can beat the Baltimore Ravens because the Bears beat them in their house, 27-14 in overtime. I don't know. Uh, and it's a home game at U.S. Bank Stadium. To me, there's no excuse now. I mean, you got to beat the Baltimore Ravens because they're not the same team anymore. Oh, boy. Mm-mm-mm. I I can't even believe what happened today, to be quite honest. Now the Baltimore Ravens are still in the playoff picture. I have no idea. They're three and three in their division. The Bears two and four after a win, their second win of the year. How did the Bears win this game? I don't know. They just played better, I guess. <laughs> the most basic analogy there is. Mitchell Trubisky, nothing to say. I mean, well, he was sharp for the most part. He lost a fumble. Luckily, he didn't throw an interception, so his rating was a little better. But he only attempted sixteen passes. Uh, Jordan Howard definitely carried the way. It's another one of those games where your quarterback is stuck in and your running back is doing great. It's kind of like the old days here where you have a lot of mediocre quarterbacks. Either they're too young or they're just not good because you're starting over. And then your running back just does ape leap like Leonard Fournette. Like, uh, well, Le'Veon Bell did great because Roethlisberger wasn't spectacular. But then again, it's not even if Roethlisberger wasn't great. It's that Le'Veon Bell was. Uh, Adrian Peterson today with Carson Palmer. He only had to attempt 22 passes because Peterson was just freaking awesome. They crushed Tampa Bay. Uh, very winnable game for the Vikings. Apparently, let's run the ball, baby. Let's run the ball because Baltimore's run defense is not that good. I mean, Jordan Howard able to get 4.6 a carry. It did help that he had a 53-yard scamper, but you might as well go that direction. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, luckily he didn't have any interceptions, but there was a pass rush along the way, and not surprising. Usually a young quarterback's going to take a little bit longer to get rid of the ball. Look at Hundley today. Um... (laughs) Okay, yep. I mean, Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray. I got to think Latavius Murray, especially to kind of pound away and then try to get get special with uh, Jarek McKinnon later. I would start off with Latavius Murray if I'm the Vikings. You're going to want to pound away. Um, 
Impressive win for the Bears, though, I got to say. I mean, Jordan Howard, again, lots of yards, 167 yards. And he's the kind of guy, he's all over the place. He's had good weeks. He's had bad weeks. Mitchell Jabriskie is showing some uh, mobility as well. Impressive. Uh, Tariq Cohen on a trick play through a touchdown in the game, along with fumbling during during a, a run as well. Uh, Baltimore's defense ever capable of getting turnovers, but they're not even close to what they were in the past. And Joe Flacco is not even close to what he was in the past. He's looking like, I don't know, he's looking like a lost guy out there. And this Vikings defense, I, I think that's what I don't fear at all about Baltimore right now. Joe Flacco... I just, you know, there was a time he was one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and right now he's not anymore. And this Vikings defense should be able to stymie Joe Flacco in a big way. I mean, put it this way. If the Bears defense in Baltimore can keep Joe Flacco to a 48.8 quarterback rating and get two interceptions on him, you're telling me Harry the Hitman, Linval Joseph, Everson Griffin can't wreak havoc on this guy? Uh, The Baltimore Ravens are a finished team, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Alex Collins did a good job on the ground today, along with Javarius Allen. They have a little running back by committee going on there, and trying to like the Vikings. Not a committee, but like a platoon type of situation, where Murray and McKinnon will both get the ball. M&M, whatever you want to call them. And let's try to stay away from the other guy named M&M. I don't even want to go there. Uh, don't even. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Baltimore, they're going to be focusing on the run too, but if they're behind, they're going to have a hell of a time winning the game. That's the hope. You can just frustrate Joe Flacco, maybe force a turnover or two, get a, get a, get a nice solid lead, like a 10-point lead, and they're going to have to hope for they're going to have to hope Joe Flacco can complete some passes down the stretch in order to keep the team alive. So, then you won't have to worry about the Baltimore running game being solid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I expect a lot of smash mouth football against Baltimore, not because their defense is good, but because the defense is not good. Take advantage. If, if they can't stop the running game, they can't stop us. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, if you can't stop the running game, you're going to, you're going to have a hell of a time winning. Um, because when the chains are moving, so is the clock. And if you're ahead, <laughs> well, if you're ahead, well, you're probably not going to lose the football game as long as you don't fumble. Number one thing is hang on to the bleeping ball. You want to force turnovers from Baltimore, but you also, again, want to protect the ball. I mean, Jarek McKinnon, let's end the streak here. No more fumbles, okay? Please stop with the fumbles. I mean, we've been through this too much. Don't be another one. Um, But I do expect the Vikings to start things out with Latavius Murray on the ground and then kind of get to Jarek McKinnon after pounding away uh, with some more, you know, some, some screen passes, stuff like that. Obviously, Latavius Murray is capable of that, but Jarek McKinnon is more capable of it. You hope Stefan Diggs can come back as well and do what he does, you know, make those big catches. Uh, Laquan Treadwell showing signs, and I hope he can keep it up. I mean, he showed signs that he could be a wide receiver in this league today. Yes, it took forever, and but if, if the ability's there... Why not utilize it? And if it's not there and it was just luck today against a not-so-good Green Bay defense, then so be it. But at least try. And uh, (laughs) I expect Laquan Dreadwell to get some looks in this coming week against a weakened, battered, and just no longer far, you know, just far removed from their Super Bowl day Baltimore Ravens club in U.S. Bank Stadium. I expect a Vikings victory. Absolutely expect a Vikings victory. And I expect to see 100 yards rushing for at least one of the two guys. Probably Jarek McKinnon, but maybe Latavius Murray. Just maybe Latavius Murray will get his first 100-yard game because he's more than capable of doing that. Um, Vikings will win the football game. They're going to score some points in the game. And there's no reason why they shouldn't. 
Just, again, don't don't be neglectful with the ball this time. Vikings will score. I mean, if the Bears can score 27 against this team, yes, it took overtime to get there, but shoot. I mean, why can't the Vikings get 31? 31 to 18, Minnesota's going to win this game. They're going to beat Baltimore pretty good, going to get to 5-2. and two. We're going to look great. And then after that, we'll just kind of go from there. Take it one week at a time. <laughs> as lame as that sounds, that's all you can do right now. And uh, maybe young Teddy Bridgewater will be uh, <clears throat> knocking at the door after that in the next couple of weeks. We'll just have to wait and see, though. <clears throat> we are going to take this one week at a time. I'm not going to look past Baltimore yet. I know I'm not the coach of the team or whatever, but we're not going to look past Baltimore. Just get to 5-2 and two and worry about the next game after that, okay? <laughs> it's that simple. We'll be back for fan interaction. We are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number three, fan interaction segment. We will lead off with a Twitter account, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. Saint Walker, at Antonio Fett, this is Anthony Carlson, he says, We won, but played poorly. Too many penalties. Now, this was the last week against the Chicago Bears. Too many penalties in our past coverage was that of a third grade team. I'm, I don't think I read this. I don't think I did on the last show, so we'll go from there. Brad Martin says, just started the game, so a total internet blackout to avoid the result today, but two and three, two three and outs to start, not so good. Horrible save, yeah, this is definitely last week. Horrible save, we lose this season. We lose the season is over. Two yards of total offense in the first half quarter. This is horrifying. I might have read this on the last show, but that's okay. Uh, Mad Martin says, uh, well, a better second half, but it's a victory that left me feeling mm, big deal. Yep. Uh, Tanae and Tanae Brown and Vince Germano retweeted the last show. Thank you very much. Thank you indeed. And James Beck also retweeting it. Thank you very much out of the UK. So uh, Vince Germano out of Australia, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand, and James Beck out of the UK. Thank you guys so deeply for that. Mad Martin out of Northern Scotland says, Another solid podcast, my man. Loving that deep, low voice. Yeah, because I had to kind of whisper, Think all these knee injuries have gotten me down. Tough hand for Zimmer yet again, and it always is. Yep, it seems like every year there's something, you know. Uh, Matt Martin says, now it's the battle of the backups. Nice touchdown. That was between, again, we got for Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Uh, Matt Martin says, are they oh trying to lose this? So the Lions getting hammered. This is our division to lose. How about Treadwell at long last some productivity, and that was an awesome catch. Indeed, Matt Martin continues saying how true. We still have to beat a good defense for me to be a believer. Yeah, but I was saying how it's like we're not even, you know, this would be the ugliest division champion ever. It might be a 9-7. and seven. He said the Lions should be the favorites, but what's happening to them against the Taints? Who the hell has any idea? Yep. I don't know about Detroit either. They don't look ready. Brad Martin was chuckling about this one. Romo to the Packers rumor. That's a good one. That would be hilarious. I says, are there going to be any Packers left after the... Yeah, because it was one injury after another. It wasn't just Aaron Rodgers. There was one defensive back after another. I mean, I lost count at how many. It was at least like five or six guys were limping off. Some of them more serious than others, but still super serious situation going on. Um, interesting. Mm, uh, let's see, where are we? Uh, Mad Martin says, so Packer fans moaning about Rodgers being out. Hold on, we have our starting quarterback... Yep, running back and key wide receiver out, so I'll shut the bleep up. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. 
It's it's definitely a thing. I mean, I mean, we've had a lot of people out. Obviously, Bradford may never play again, and he was pretty damn good at one point. Um, especially, I mean, the Saints game, we thought, here we go. We really got something, and wow, um, just crazy. Ned Martin says, one hit and a broken collarbone, me thinks. Over here on Sky TV, they are saying all these injuries could be down to a lack of conditioning. Interesting. Ned Martin's wondering about six and two at the bye, or am I expecting too much from the team? Well, it depends on who we're playing after that, and a... I don't know. Should I check? Should I check? Because I want to just look at Baltimore, but I'll see who is next. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's like, okay, Cleveland. Yes, there's no reason why the Vikings shouldn't be. Because uh... <laughs> I forget sometimes who's who's after because I'm just focused on the next week. That's the most important thing. The Vikings should be 6-2 and two after this. Yes, and if they're not, that's kind of lame. We're playing two Browns, though. We're playing both Browns, the, the Ravens and the Browns. So the new Browns, the old Browns and the new Browns. Um, yeah, just he got frustrated with some of the bad uh, offense along the way, too. He says, always like to beat the Packers, but this, again, has... The, but once again, this was not impressed, unlike the D second half, and they should have put the boot and hammered it in the pack. Yes, the Vikings should have absolutely won this game earlier than they did, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Tenney Brown says, or Tenney Brown was just simply liked one of the things, because I was talking about how the, the, it was the first time ever, really, Vikings and Packers were in the sunlight at U.S. Bank Stadium, and it was really cool to look at. It was, uh, it had a really nice look, a nice bright sunlight shining down on the Vikings and Packers, and it's fun to look at that in the U.S. Bank Stadium nowadays. Um, but it was the first time with the Vikings and Packers in that game. I mean, usually Vikings and Packers is like a 3 o'clock game or, or, or an evening game. And a lot of times those evening games don't go so well because it's just, unfortunately, it's kind of been the, the Vikings way for, for a while. Um, it has been a tough go at night for the Vikings. So at Purple Mafia Show for that. Um, now for the Facebook page, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Vikings Haven, facebook.com forward slash Vikings Haven, or just look at, look it up, uh, MN Vikings Haven, actually look up MN Vikings Haven, go like that page. Trevor Wickerin, the founder of it, it was kind enough to allow me to post links to Purple Mafia on that page. And it's similar with the in-game conversation after game, uh, you know, just weekly news, this and that, you know, just ongoing daily news, I should say with the Vikings, like I do too. I end up posting stuff that I feel is definitely worthy of conversation on this show so that's where I go with that uh, we continue where we always left off Mark Carlson says so good to start the day with another episode of Purple Mafia already downloaded in my podcast feed thank you for the hard work Joey my day is always great and thank you very much you make my day better too by telling me that it really does mean a lot Mark Carlson won the gold star last week by the way Yep, and I posted, because uh, I loved what Brent Jacobson posted out there, uh, and I shared it. Uh, duck, duck, Packers suck. That was fun. Ah, uh, boy, the whole duck, duck thing, and no conversation, just likes, and I appreciate the likes. I was saying, oh, Bradford and Diggs ruled out for Sunday. This is on Friday already. They're like, nope, they're not playing. Sebastian Martin, okay, we'll go a little higher. So, Tony Coleman out of South Dakota says, sounds about right. Sebastian says, that's fine by me. Sebastian's in Mankato. Yankee Zong is in St. Uh, no, he's at Brooklyn Center. He says, not Diggs. Reggie Adams Jr. says, and he's out of Mankato, says, wide receiver will step up, and I protect Vikings D to play lights out. Ali Sidikai, who's local also, I forget exactly which town. He says, losing Diggs is tough. Patrick Grant says, Thielen and Randolph will be the heroes of the game. You know, you're, you were up there. They were to the... <laughs> Uh, they were way up there, to be quite honest. So good call, Patrick Grant. Joey Anderson says, Treadwell and Wright better step up. Well, Treadwell did. Mark Carlson says, oh, shit. <laughs> Kurt Back 
out of, and Mark Carlson's out of Iowa, Kurt Beck is out of um, White Bear Lake. He says, it's the curse every week or season it strikes just when you think you're good. Whammy. Yep, very true. Gerald Spring says, Bradford who? And Gerald Spring out of Nebraska. Oh, yeah, that guy. that <laughs> the, the guy that's overpaid, overrated, always injured, never makes the playoffs, LOL. We'll miss Diggs, though. But we got some good horses in there to fill in, and we did, and that was good. The Vikings would have still scored the same amount of points in the game. Just maybe we would have had less possession of the ball, though. Yeah, but uh, the Vikings offense uh, had some moments. It would be, I'm hoping Teddy Bridgewater can come back and be, a good, and be good, but we'll see. If all goes well, as soon as this week, Teddy Bridgewater will be legitimately practicing with the team again, and at some point will follow on the football field, hopefully. Mike Morris of 1500 continues to say he would be shocked if Teddy Bridgewater ever sees the field. I don't know. I, I think he's a little too pessimistic. I think Teddy's going to play. I do. Uh, Leland out of Iowa says, should be a dogfight this weekend. Let's defend our home turf and get the divisional win. <laughs> and then have some cheese and wine. Yep. <laughs> well, we won and all that, but mm, different circumstances than we expected. In-game thread. Should I bounce around in there? It's so incredibly busy. Um, I'm going to read this first. Bradford's injury could be career-ending. Very little conversation. It was mostly just Jay Glazer saying that he's hearing that the situation with Bradford's knee is not good. And it, uh, that could be it. He may have to make a decision if he's going to be playing anymore. Sebastian Barton says, saves us the decision of wasting money on him. And that's about right. Dave Hickey out of Iowa says, that kind of sucks. He had probably the best game he ever played against New Orleans on Monday Night Football. And I didn't even see a hit that looked that bad on him. So like Sebastian said, it would save us from making a big decision on him next year. We may have the same decision on Teddy this year, yep, which is really interesting. Um, he said, that really sucks. I pray that Teddy could come back and lead this team to new heights. But his knee makes me nervous too. We may want to draft a quarterback early. Like I say, I really hope Teddy is the franchise. I think Sam is probably done. and I'm with Dave Hickey on this. Um, I'm definitely rooting for Teddy. I'm hoping the best for Sam, too, but that's probably it. I, I mean, it's like we can hope all we want, but I think Sam is probably not going to play anymore. Uh, and if he does, it would be somewhere else, maybe as a backup. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anymore. I think he's I think he's doomed, unfortunately. Gerald Zring says, Well, I kind of feel bad for him, mainly because he seemed like a class that guy to me. Was never really a huge fan, though. Always seemed a bit overrated and overpaid and just underwhelming at times. He did give us some really good games, though. And to Dave's point, got us off to a great start this season, which was a nice boost for our team. He's made a pile of money, and it looks like the two ACLs coming back to bite him, unfortunately. Probably in his best interest to call it a career and move on, and mm -hmm, that's what I'm thinking, too. I think so, too. Both of you guys should be star candidates. Those are really good. Mark Carlson says, I am not prepared for this whiskey, please. Make it a double. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, Gerald String, or excuse me, Mad Martin is definitely a, uh, yeah, Mad Martin is definitely a uh, uh, star candidate as well. Leland says, them knee injuries can decimate a career. Still hoping the best for Bridgewater. Going to watch the reports through the week. It could get interesting in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And where's Justin Mayer, Henry Ben? What the hell happened to him? Hopefully I didn't scare him away. Oh, I know why. He's pissed off about the doggone kneeling and stuff. I'm going to look near the end here. Um. Oh, yeah, this is nice. 
Okay, so we'll start from this little bit here. From the, We're just going to bounce around a tiny bit in the in-game conversation, but not too far. Sebastian Barton was saying we can't let up more than three. Simple as that. Tony Coleman says, like, like I get it that it sucks that a player broke his collarbone. I don't celebrate injuries, usually. But the way they keep talking about it, like, <laughs> whatever the, will the NFL do without our beloved St. Aaron? Obnoxious. And uh, very true. Uh, Tony Coleman was saying Smith because of the interception. Brett McCarthy says, eat the clock, put these Packers away. Cedric Paulding, who was uh, very active on the boards again today, he says uh, the play calling was way too conservative on that last drive. Green Bay is wounded. Let's finish them, please. And yes, absolutely. Just unbelievably frustrating. Uh, Dave Vicky was saying, yeah, and Mark Carlson says, or the New York Jets. I wonder what he meant there. Or, yeah, that's basically what the Packers had become, or like the New York Jets. Dave Vicky says, this will be big to beat the Packers, have the Lions lose, and Rodgers out for the year. It's setting up for us. Yeah, I mean, right now, it's almost like there's no excuse for us to win the division, not win the division, even though it's like Case Keenum, the quarterback. It's kind of weird, but he's okay. And maybe the miracle of all miracles, Teddy comes back, and very crazy things start happening. The wheels start turning towards one of the most remarkable stories in NFL history. A team that's never won a Super Bowl. And uh, this particular year they're hosting it. A guy comes back (laughs) from the most devastating knee injury. Maybe ever. He comes back mid-season because for some strange reason, the starting quarterback who had so much talent mysteriously comes down with the strangest situation some kind of a weird knee bruise that's not healing. Is it uh, arthritis or whatever? But all of a sudden, he can't play anymore. Keenum holds down the fort for a while. And then the wheels start turning. The wheels towards (laughs) the greatest... (laughs) The only way to end a curse is the steepest hill. The steepest hill. The most unlikely story. That's the only way to end a curse. Who would have thought the Boston Red Sox would come back three games to zero against the New York Yankees and beat them in game seven on the, in their house in Yankee Stadium? That's how you end a curse. You do the most impossible thing there there is. Chicago Cubs, they <laughs> were losing in the playoffs. They come back. They beat Madison Bumgarner. They beat Madison Bumgarner. Against a Giants team that they could not, they, they I mean, nobody could beat the, the 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 San Francisco Giants. Nobody. The Cubs beat Madison Bumgarner, survived, got past him. They came back, trailing in the series against the Chicago, or excuse me, the Cleveland Indians. After blowing a save and going down, they still came back and beat the Cleveland Indians. Game seven on the road, steepest hill. There's only the only way to end a curse is to climb the steepest hill. Could that steep hill be starting to, hmm, could that could this be setting up the same situation for the Vikings and end it with the happiest, <laughs> the happiest ending of all time? It sounds ridiculous right now, but it sounded ridiculous that the Red Sox would come back from 3-0 against the New York Yankees too. So, I don't know. It, it, it's just, there's always been this weird feeling in the back of my head, and it was way before Bradford went down with a weird bone injury. I always had the strangest feeling somehow, someway, Teddy Bridgewater would miraculously be, miraculously be the quarterback of this team again. And this team would be in a good enough position to at least somehow, someway make the playoffs. 
and Teddy would be a part of that, and then, and then the wheels start turning. The wheels start turning. Stay tuned. Yes, that's something to look forward to as this season continues. Indeed. Um, that may have been a little unexpected, a little weird, but it's just almost like something came over me there. I mean, whew, could it be? But it was the way Dave Hickey said setting up for us. Dave Hickey, you were a star candidate for this show because of that. I mean, <laughs> it, it brought it out. It brought it out. He says, uh, Brett McCarthy says, if Diggs was healthy, he would have had a he would have had a heyday today. That's another thing. Imagine Teddy Bridgewater with Stefan Diggs again, and a greatly improved Adam Thielen, Jarek McKinnon, and all that. Kyle Rudolph, remember all that? This just could could it be? Could it be? I mean, wouldn't that be <laughs> the greatest story maybe ever? I mean. Think of the movies out there, like Rudy, this and that, all these cute little movies. But just imagine, like, a real-life movie taking place. And it would be our team, our town, our stadium. Wow. Okay, Dave Vickies continues to say, I hate to say it, but I commented on an Everson Everson tweet before the game today telling him the only way we win the North this year is by knocking Rodgers out for the year. Look at you. And it starts with him today. It looks like Barr made my wish a reality. And of course, and of course, like like clockwork, Anthony Barr now has a concussion issue too. So he wasn't able to play in the second half. I didn't even talk about that in the first segment, but Barr, concussion. And, well, we'll see. We all know what concussions can do, and that really stinks. Uh, he says, now it's up to the Vikings to finish it off. I would like to see us beat the pack when they're at their best, and I would too, but nobody gave us any breaks when we lost Teddy last year. And then Sam, after a terrific start to the season, so buck up, Packers, wipe your tears away and suck the rest of the year. Anytime they suck, it makes my day. Skull, Dave Vickie says, thanks again for your efforts and awards. And you're damn right. You're damn right. You're very welcome, Dave Vickie. All right. So let's get to the postgame thread. Indeed here, indeedy, indeedy. Sebastian Barton says, get ready for Baltimore now, and you're damn right there. Mark Carlson says, Minneapolis ER must be busy this afternoon with all those injuries. Yep. Tony Coleman says, it's, sorry for the snapping my lips, it always feels good to win against Green Bay. Leland says, agreed, I'm having cheese and crackers for the Sunday night game. While Mark Carlson jumps in and takes a picture wearing that Viking shirt and holding up number one. Uh, what does he say? He says, despite injuries and who the other team is or what the record is, you have to play every game, every down as best you can. This is the result of teamwork. Skull, Mark from Iowa, yep. Leland says, great division win, nice team win. Treadwell actually made some waves. The announcers were making me sick. Yeah, because they, they had a rough day today. He said, I should, we should have laid off on tackle, blah, 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 like the Packers animated the darlings of, or anointed, pardon me, the darlings of the North. Anyway, Skull Vikings. Sebastian responds to Leland saying, that block was the worst time penalty of all time. I still believe he should be cut for that. Say what you want about his catch. No one doubted he could do that. His issue is separation. He can't beat corners with his legs. Well, yeah. Uh, Leland says, agreed on the Treadwell penalty. If Rodgers would have been playing, that flag would have changed the outcome. He has to show me more motivation and heart to get my approval. He has so many opportunities thrown thrown this year. Yep, thrown to him this year. And yes, Treadwell laid in a pretty intense block. 
in this game, but it was called for a penalty because of defenseless player, all that. And yeah, I mean, the whiplash that causes could create a concussion, even a, even a neck issue. Uh, Gerald says, great victory for sure. Can't watch most games out here, but can't wait to watch tonight on Game Pass. I did see the bar hit, though, and have to say, a little iffy to me. Probably should have gotten a flag on that. Treadwell looks like he showed up today a bit. Now that Detroit loss really hurts, but you can't look at it that way. I just need to keep taking it week by week. Scroll great Vikings win, or Vikings great win. Um, yes, the Detroit loss. See, it's like, you know, it's games like today, you get the win, but I mean, games like Detroit, the Vikings would be 5-1. and one. Is, Isn't that crazy? With Case Keenum at quarterback, Jarek McKinnon at running back, really? Five and one. Yeah, it's really weird when you think about that. That's how weird football is. But I guess that's why. You know, you play week by week, and that's why nobody's 16 and 0 because crap happens. It really does. Uh huh. So, we continue. Yankee wraps up this section. Says Troy couldn't stop replaying the Rodgers going down, which was quite annoying. Would love to see the Vikings as a high scoring offense instead of a conservative game management team. We played a banged-up Packers D, but had such a hard time finding the end zone. Yeah, it was really lame. And I, I mean, it's Case Keenum, I guess, because he's the backup quarterback. But you're going to need. But they did that to Teddy Bridgewater too, and to, the whole year in 2015, which drove us absolutely nuts. And then you call for a deep play in a situation where Arizona's pass rush was at, was on their game, and that was stupid too. So I, it's like a no-win situation. I mean, t- Teddy was just kind of left out to dry by Mister. Uh, um, what's his name? What is his name? Uh, he was hung out to dry by Mr. What the heck is his name? <laughs> Norv Turner. I'm going crazy. Uh, visitor posts are from last week. So, good. Adrian Peterson, nice. First game with Arizona. Way to be a starting running back again. That's cool. I'm I'm very happy for him. Maybe he'll still get 1,000 yards this year. You never know. Games like today, he will. So that's going to wrap it up. A uh, little bit shorter this week, which is nice. Um, probably, <laughs> I mean, last week was a little bit shorter, too. Kind of a weird game, weird situation. Odd scenarios taking place. Nice to see the Giants finally beating somebody. And that's a tough loss for Denver. I mean, it's a home game for the Denver Broncos. But you know what? This Giants team is supposed to be good. And I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's kind of crazy. We've seen 0-4 teams make the playoffs. 0-5, I don't know. That'd be quite an extremely crazy uh, feat by the New York Giants if they're able to pull that out, not counting on it happening. Um, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Yeah, see, Denver right now would only be the fifth seed, but they're yeah they're only 3-1 and because they hadn't played a lot of games. They're going to be dropped to 3-2 and if things continue the way they do. And I don't know. I don't feel too bad right now. I'm just happy the Vikings are number two in the NFC. I can't even believe that. It's so weird. But I remember back in uh, back in 15, it was like that too. Like, wow, we're actually in the bye. What the hell? And the Vikings hung on that whole year, and they should have beat Seattle, and they didn't beat Seattle. And crappy losses later that season took us out of the bye and put us in the wild card. Even though we were number three, it was still frustrating as all bleep. But I don't know. That's how it goes sometimes. So we'll wrap things up. It's going to look to be a nice week, nice dry week. Hopefully things don't get too wet out there and you get to go outside, go for some bike riding. Don't kill yourself on those mountain biking trails, though. Oh, they're dangerous. Whew. But they're fun. They're very fun. Me and my brother went on that before the show, uh, about an hour or two before the show. Oh, I thought I was going to have a heart attack on the first one because I wasn't used to it. And then I started to get a little bit kind of used to it, but still he's got about a light year or two ahead of me so far in being used to that. And plus his bike's a little bit better than mine right now. Mine needs a little bit of work. That's all I got to say about that. But uh, yeah, 
<laughs> nice uh nice weather for the most part i mean we got a nice amount of rain just the other day so i don't know hopefully that's not going to be an ongoing thing all all month whatever you know you know you're not really here for a weather forecast even though i like to geek out about it sometimes yeah even though that's the only thing i geek out about damn it i'm not geeking out about anything else you don't see <laughs> at least i try not to i'm just happy the vikings are in first and uh yeah i mean sometimes it's just things happen sometimes you get rewarded for all the bull crap that happens during the course of a season i mean this team is blessed right now to be where they are um and I'm not rejoicing again in an injury, but I hope and pray the Packer fans weren't rejoicing in injuries either with our club, like Delvin Cook. I didn't see a whole lot of that, so God bless you for not doing that, because that's bullcrap. All right, so let's pass out the stars. I knew I was going to forget something, and I got other little stuff to close out like we always do. So the gold star for this show is going to go to Dave Hickey. He was outstanding. Mad Martin's going to get the silver. Always just awesome. Always has a lot of good things to say. Bronze star for this show. Boy, Leland. Leland's going to get the bronze star for this one. Mark Carlson is awesome, too. He's going to get a bronze. Uh, You guys, just great show. Great overall inclusion today. Brett McCarthy's always awesome. I mean, he's always a star candidate. And he got the silver star for the whole year last year. Justin Mayer, Henry, miss you. Oh, boy. I mean, I'd like to have him come back. See, that's the problem. See, with him getting ticked off about what's going on in the NFL... I wonder if he's still listening, and if he isn't, that sucks, because I, I miss seeing him. Josh Mayer Henry, too. Two guys out of Colorado. <laughs> yep, so it's almost like I'm avoiding Minnesota when I pass out the uh, number one gold stars, but Brent Jacobson's gotten multiple silvers, I believe, for the year. I mean, Brent Jacobson's always way up there. Lately, he's been quiet, though, and I, I miss him. I'd like to see him come back. Uh, Brent Jacobson, shout out to your brother. Missed you. Call, call in again, Brent. You're always, always welcome to call in. Please do. And of course, Mad Martin. Mad Martin's Mad Takes. We'll get to how you get there now. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia shows how you get to this Facebook page. And of course, there is the phone line, which is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Purple Mafia or Joey or whatever. And do your statement, shout out, comment, question. Oh, Pine. It's it's a three-minute limit when you call that number. There's the call now button also on the Facebook page. Takes you to the same thing through Facebook Messenger, which you could use with any smart device on the planet. Uh, and it's free. 100% free, regardless of where you're from. As long as you have Wi-Fi, even if you're on the, even if you're on the International Space Station, as long as there's Wi-Fi, you could connect to the Purple Mafia show that way. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the unlimited route, which is the audio submission, which, again, uh, there should be a kind of an unwritten limit, though I don't want somebody put it, giving me a, an hour-long thing. Um, but certain people have a green light to go longer. Uh, I'll say five minutes or so, but uh, generally, guys like Mad Martin, Sebastian Barton. Mad Martin and Sebastian Barton. That sounds really cool. They have a green light to go longer if they want to. And Brent Jacobson, you're always welcome to call in too. And heck, I, I'd even give him a green light because he's, you know, he has a lot of knowledge of the game and he loves this team and he loves this show. At least he, at least he used to. If I didn't scare him away, uh, always recommend Ali Sidikai, NFL spot. Do check out his, what he writes for the Vikings. He's also got Dunking with the Wolves, Dunking with Wolves, I believe, or is it the Wolves? I can always Google that. He writes for the Timberwolves on there as well. Very, very fun. I also do Brave the Wild and Timberwolves Explosion. I'll be very active on those shows, particularly Brave the Wild right now. But Timberwolves Explosion, that's starting up this, uh, the regular season is starting up this week. I did a season preview for the 
the uh, Timberwolves. They already did the first regular season show for Brave the Wild. Highly recommend those. Do check them out. I did the shows. If you like this one, you'll probably like that one as long as you give a crap about the Wild and Wolves. And I hope you do. I mean, why not? Wild and Wolves deserve your attention too. Thank you again for listening to this show. Thank you again for being loyal for so long. Please tell your friends about it. If you could, please write a positive rating on iTunes. It's not getting lonely, but it's getting bored because it's been a while since anybody's written a review on there. You don't have to give me five stars, but please don't give me one because there's no way in hell this is a one-star show. Even two stars, I think, is a little harsh, but whatever. Three, three, four, or five sounds a little better. And if you could do that, it would be greatly appreciated. Write a review what you like about the show, maybe even what you like approved, and I guarantee a star on this show, as long as it's not a one- or two-star rating. Other than that, I probably won't even mention you at that point. Because <laughs> you're probably a hater. Um, other than that, though, thanks again. Hope for a Vikings victory over Baltimore and Cleveland coming up as the Vikings head to London after the Baltimore game. And, well, let's get to that 6-2 and record and go from there.